0: What's up everybody? Thanks for tuning in and checking out the Hustle the Most podcast. This is episode 19. I'm your host Wes and today we're going to talk about what it's like to move away from everything you love in search of something different. You know this podcast has been an interesting look back at things through this adult kind of retrospective lens and sometimes when I look back I see mistakes or maybe choices that I could have made better or differently or could have maybe benefited from something else. Like, I'm a pretty big fan of the phrase, you don't know what you don't know. And it's easy to look back and think to yourself, well, that was dumb. <laughs> We've all done that, right? But you know, hindsight is 20, 20 and forest through the trees and any other cliches you can think of about being ignorant, short-sighted, and probably young and foolish. And that's what this podcast is really about. And we're, we're talking about things. We're learning things. We're figuring out together. Um, so let me jump into the story real quick. Years ago, while on tour, I fell in love with the Pacific Northwest. So Seattle, Washington is one of my favorite places in the entire world. The views from the I-5 Bridge are some of the most amazing views I've ever seen. The people are great, the food is fantastic, the rain is absolutely brilliant, and I really moved there looking for something different. And I had these visions at one point of being stuck in Flint or Detroit and working a job or playing in some band. And I think it just wasn't for me. I said this before that had I never picked up a pair of drumsticks when I was 14, I probably would be in Flint and be 40 years old and working at some fast food place or something equally as outlandish. And I mean, maybe, maybe not because, you know, I like to hustle and I like to, Try to make something out of nothing, but I think part of that successful hustling is having a positive attitude. And when I was living in Flint and Detroit, I don't think I have the right attitude or outlook to successfully hustle the most. Just, just be straight up honest. I remember having this conversation with my dad, and I was talking about moving out west, and I said I was a little hesitant because I didn't want to be so far away from him. And you know, he told me he's like, you know what? Just go. He's like. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but just go. He said, I got stuck in this town years ago. And he's talking about Flint. And he said, I wished I had moved out the city years ago, but I got stuck there. And, you know, he's like, I got married and I had kids and you kids were in school and we just kind of settled down there. And he always regretted it. And so he said, you know, if I ever had this opportunity to leave that, that I should take it. And he would be pretty upset if i, you know, stayed around town just because he was there, you know. So, um i moved to washington in 2001 and i lived there for about 10 years, um kind of on and off and that's a longer story which we'll get into later, but it's crazy to me how far away seattle is from everything. I mean, look at any map and just look at seattle and then look where everything else is. It's so far away. I think it was really good for me to move so far away because, you know, I think anyone in their 20s really should like move away after high school or go to college or travel and just get out and see stuff. I honestly think that was the best thing I could have ever done. I remember on the way out, like the biggest skies, like driving through Montana and Wyoming in some of the coolest landscapes I had ever seen. And it's funny to, to think about it that way because, you know, I had driven that road. I ninety, I seventy, I eighty, like so many times back and forth across the country while I was touring. But it was different. Like, you know, I was in a van and trailer and it was either driving or I was sleeping or whatever. And it was different because I had all my stuff in the back. I was on my way to like a one way destination. And I was just going to do something different. I was trying something different. Like I really had no idea. What was ahead for me and i was just taking a sleep like and it felt pretty amazing and you know i moved out there in april and if you've ever been to the pacific northwest like in the spring you probably get it but the puget sound is so beautiful in the spring like big bright blue skies and you can see for miles mount rainier is like boldly standing super tall and snow capped all summer long it's just brilliant it's really cool i guess i sound like a weird weather man that loves snow-capped mountains or something anyway so I moved out there and I kind of fell into the same scene that I was in in Detroit like hanging with a bunch of hardcore kids that were in bands and ate at vegan restaurants like this wasn't a bad thing because it was what I knew so of course I kind of gravitated toward it and I just I felt like things were just much lighter there and it sounds strange but it just felt lighter everything felt lighter I don't I can't even really explain it you know, this is my first real experience, like inserting myself into another scene in another city. I mean, I guess I kind of did it when I moved from Flint to Detroit, but there was always some overlap in some similar, um, you know, people that kind of went back and forth, but this was kind of similar, but it's actually like a full on self immersion. So just jumping in first and I had a few friends out there that, I knew from, from touring, but I didn't really see them that often. I thought I had this, this assumption, I guess. I thought that when I moved there, it would be much like it was when I was out there playing shows where everyone would come to hang out and it was like a big party and it was just super fun and everyone was around everyone went to eat dinner and it was just a great thing. But the reality was that once you live in a place and you're there, there, like, it's just like everywhere else. Like, people have jobs, people have girlfriends, responsibilities, and my assumption that the party never stops and people would go out of their way to come hang out was completely wrong. This one actually hit me pretty hard. So, you know, I had, a, I had an assumption and I was just dead wrong. It actually took me quite a while to figure it out and it kind of messed me up for a little bit. Um, I kind of had this moment of, oh, like, all these people that were my friends aren't really my friends which completely wasn't true. They just were doing regular life stuff. We forget about regular life stuff. So, let's talk about assumptions for a second. So, assumptions are pretty dangerous, right? We all know this. And of course, we all do it, but it's kind of like making a bet. So, I bet you when someone says they don't gamble, um they do make assumptions. So they kind of gamble um mentally, right? So, when you make an assumption, you're kind of betting that something is going to happen. And most of the time we act on it thinking that we're right. Otherwise we wouldn't do it, right? So we have this process in the design world where we question all of our assumptions so we can make informed decisions. Imagine if we did that in real life. Like it sounds it sounds bananas to think about that, but imagine if you just went through a whole day and didn't make any assumptions. Um and this this if you think about it, this kind of trips you up. So If you're driving and someone's at a stop sign or coming to a stop sign, you would assume they're going to stop. Right? So this could actually trip you up pretty good. Um, because some of them are just such a given, right? It's such a um ingrained process that you see a stop sign, you know that person's probably gonna stop. So you're gonna go before they complete their stop, hoping that they do stop, assuming that they do stop, right? But if you're designing something like a car or a building or a city, you know, something that has some like longevity to it. And you really need to question every assumption that you can, everyone you can think of. And then some, this is why we have subject matter experts that we bring in to ask the questions that we don't even think about. Um, this is why I'm brought in sometimes ask questions to people in healthcare that people in healthcare don't think about, like it's part of it. So I think that making assumptions is kind of like skipping a step like skipping a crucial, crucial step in a decision making process. So I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that I think making assumptions is basically like setting yourself up to fail. Again, it's like a bet, right? It's like a bet. You're just betting that something is going to happen. You're betting that something's going to happen and someone's going to say something. You're betting that some sort of thing is going to occur, whatever it is. So let me tell you right quick how assumptions used to absolutely destroy my day this is this is this is a tough one to even bring up so this is a very very small thing but every time it happened it crushed me and I did it to myself and I did it for years so when I played in a band in Detroit we would have practice every Tuesday and Thursday and on those days I would think all day long while at work about practice right I'm like oh I'm thinking about the songs that we're gonna play, and I started thinking about different song ideas that I had in my head that I wanted to work on at practice, and I wanted to bring up. And I was like, just building this practice session in my head of what was going to happen. But when I got to practice, someone would say, "Hey, I gotta roll early. Can we just uh, run through the set and then I uh, take off?" And I would instantly be put in the worst mood ever, like instant attitude shift. And it's completely 100% not fair to anyone else in the room. And it was 100% internal, and it absolutely crushed me. I set myself up by thinking something was going to happen, didn't communicate to anyone, and was totally crushed when it didn't happen. Like This is completely the dumbest thing in the world. But I'll be willing to bet that I am not the only one that does this. I mean, it was totally and 100% on me and completely, completely dumb and the lesson learned is that's what i get for assuming, right? So i only lived in washington on that stint for about 9 months. About 4 months in, things started to fall apart for me and about 6 months in i got this itch to tour again and get back on the road and be playing shows and it's weird man, touring is kind of like the like a calling. It's like this always in the background thing that runs in your brain. I don't know if it's about being on stage or about traveling or excitement and being somewhere different every night, but you know it's fun and it's liberating and it's kind of always there, just kind of lurking. So when I decided to leave Washington, I actually had a few different offers to play in some pretty cool bands. Um, both of them being on the East Coast, so I was on the West Coast. Obviously, wasn't going to work, so I had to jump the shark and figure it out. And uh, you know I had a plan to 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 go to the East Coast. And I left, and when I got home on my pit stop in Michigan, I had actually uh, another opportunity that had come up, also on the East Coast. So I was I was headed east. I had to make a call, right? But I was headed east. Um, was I going to go north or south? That was like my that was my my options. And I think we're going to get into that on the next one, but let's jump into what I learned from this. So again, we talked about looking at these things through this kind of like adult retrospective lens. And we talked a little bit about assumptions already, so I don't think I'm going to get into those too much. I think that pretty much speaks for itself. Um, I think what I want to do is talk about how I learned to move. And that sounds really dumb and, and kind of silly, but let me unpack it for a minute. So I have met a lot of people that feel trapped that can't seem to break the cycle and just can't get out of whatever it is they're living in, whatever geographical location they're living in. And it's scary. And I get it, but I've moved cities more times than I can remember. And once I did it once, it just got easier every time. It's no different than changing a tire or building a deck or making a snowman. Every time you do it, it gets easier, right? So have you ever assembled something like a bike or a skateboard? After you do three or four of them in a row, like you get in a groove, right? you get a process, it gets easier, it gets faster, it's way less of a headache. Um, It's way better than the first time you did it, where you're trying to figure out the parts and pieces and how it all works. If you want to know more, call me, text me, DM me, um, I'll fill you in and how it worked for me, and maybe how it can work for you, and you can just get unstuck, right, and just break the cycle. Like, it's it's really much easier than you probably think, Um, but it takes some risk, and um, I've learned a little bit how to mitigate that risk, but Uh, yeah, shoot me a, shoot me a message and I'll kind of unpack it for you and, and tell you what it's all about. But so I think that really what I learned is that we all fit into a vibe, right? And we all fit into sometimes a vibe that changes. And so it's not much about like location as it is about types of personalities and scenes that we kind of gravitate towards and why we gravitate towards them. I've always been stoked on people that usually like the same kind of music as me, You know, people that are into like hardcore and punk, like that usually meant to me that we possibly have similar views on things like politics or possibly vegan vegetarian food or which Bane hoodie was the best one, like any of those things. I make an assumption, of course, but I'm betting on my past. So it's pretty low risk, right? It's a low risk assumption, but yes, and it's an assumption. So, you know, we gravitate to, to what we like and what we know because it's comfortable, and it's a weird comparison, but it's kind of the same behavior that really makes criminals like multiple time offenders, right? Like my brother was a great example of this. He would be hanging out with his friends, getting into some trouble, end up in jail or rehab. When he got out, he would go right back to those same friends and it would happen all over again. Like it's just a cycle that just kind of keeps happening over and over again. So it's about, again, breaking that cycle, but sometimes you got to be a little bit uncomfortable to kind of make that happen. Some people aren't really into doing that. And for some people, the juice just isn't worth the squeeze. Of just that uncomfortableness of it. So it's kind of interesting to to make those comparisons. But I think there's I think there's something there, right? There's a lateral there somewhere. So so I think lastly I learned that for a long time the music scene that I was in really defined me and actually helped me breathe and develop as a person. It gave me a foundation and a circle to share ideas and feelings. And you know, for some people it's sports or church or whatever, but for me it was like punk and hardcore. I think we need these things as kids, and I think I think I needed it. Like it gave me structure and perspective, and it taught me that it was okay to feel, and taught me that I was never really alone. There was always someone around that was kind of going through similar things. And I mean, you know, teenage angst is a thing, right? So it's it's good to have people around that you can actually talk to. And as I've gotten older and become more of a what I would like to think of as a more well-rounded person. I think it defines me less and less. Don't get me wrong. I'll always be a hardcore kid at heart, but like a lot of other things in my life, it's just a puzzle piece that makes up me. So as always, thank you for listening and checking out Hustle the Most podcast. This was episode 19. Check out more stories, photos, and connect with me at hustlethemost.com. If you are listening to this on iTunes, give us a like, give us a share. If you're feeling super inspired, write a review. Don't forget, Click that subscribe button when you get a chance, and we'll see you on the next one.